Hey everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. Today we're gonna to take a look at Vanguard's digital advisor. That's Vanguard's robo-advisor. I've gotten a lot of email from folks asking me to review robo-advisors, robo-advisors, and this is my first one. Now, to do this, I actually opened up a Vanguard digital advisor account. I put money into it. The minimum is $3,000, and I actually used the tool. Now, when I evaluate any financial tool, I kind of do it on a pass-fail. It's either a tool that I would use or recommend to a friend or family member, it gets a passing grade, or it's one I wouldn't recommend and it gets a failing grade. And I have to say, uh, not, to, not to spoil the suspense, but I'm giving a digital advisor a failing grade. It's not something that I would personally use and it's certainly not something that I would recommend to a friend uh, or family member. And we're gonna walk through why in this video. I'm gonna actually show you my digital advisor account so that you can understand uh, why I've reached the conclusion that I have. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you a quick overview of Digital Advisor. Gonna talk a minute about the technology because there were, there were a number of glitches and there still are. And then I'm gonna go into more detail on exactly how it works. I'll show you my account uh, as I do that. Uh, then I wanna talk about a Morningstar report on robo-advisors that just came out, believe it or not, they reached an, to me, unbelievable conclusion as it relates to Digital Advisor. And I'm gonna finish up with what I think are better alternatives to Vanguard Digital Advisor. So let's dive right in. In terms of the overview, it's a pretty simple uh, tool to understand. Uh, it's a minimum $3,000 investment. You, you create the account, it could be a joint account, or it can be an individual account, it can be taxable, or it could be an IRA. Uh, and once your money's in there, you'll go through a series of questions and, and what Vanguard will then do is recommend an asset allocation. In my case, they recommended 90% stocks and 10% bonds. And once you accept that, then uh, Vanguard takes your money and they divide it over generally four Vanguard ETFs. They, they cover US stocks, international stocks, US bonds, and international bonds. And, and the idea is sort of set it and forget it. Uh, if the account ever needs rebalanced, Vanguard's digital advisor does that for you. And all of this costs approximately 15 basis points. So uh, as, as robo-advisors go, uh, it's extremely reasonable. Uh, I would say the average cost is 25 basis points. There are a few services out there that are, that are quote unquote free, but they have sort of uh, catches to them. There is really no free lunch. So at 15 basis points, uh, a, a really, I think, reasonable cost uh, to get some help with your investments. And it was for those reasons that I had high hopes for Digital Advisor. Uh, when I set up my account. But almost immediately I ran into trouble and that brings me to technology. The first thing is it took me well over a week just to set the account up. Why is that? Well, I'm gonna show you. When I tried to set up the account, I got this error message. We couldn't load the information that suggested hitting this refresh button and refreshing. If that didn't work, try again later. I actually called Vanguard and, and what their first explanation was, well, you've transferred money to Digital Advisor, but it hasn't cleared yet. And I asked them then, I said, okay, I kind of understand that, but why doesn't this error message actually say that? They didn't have an answer. So I waited three more days, tried it again, got that same error message, called them back and they said, well, we're not sure, we'll submit a support ticket it did eventually get resolved. It took me, as I said, about, I think, 10 days from start to finish to actually open up the account. That's not really a great start. And unfortunately, the technology issues 
have kind of continued. Let me show you my account right now. So here it is. You can see I started with $3,000. I've only had it uh, a couple of days because again, it took 10 days to open it. So I've had a few gains, that's good. Notice this gray box. This is supposed to show me uh, sort of a projection of my, my goals and an error occurred. And it's been like that uh, from the very beginning. I've called Vanguard, you know, they're working on it, but they don't have an ETA on when it'll get fixed. Uh, and so there you go. Now, are these showstoppers? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, the first issue did get resolved. I was able to open up an account. I'm sure the, the, the chart there that's not visible, I'm assuming they'll eventually fix that issue, but it doesn't give you uh, you know, a real encouragement for the service, particularly when recently Vanguard has, you know, uh, been saddled with uh, techno technology issues in other areas as well. So trying to look past all of that, uh, I then started to dive into how the service actually works. I want to go back to my account. One thing you'll notice in looking at this is that nowhere in here does it actually show you what I'm invested in. Now, I, now I know it's four ETFs, but they're not actually listed here or showing how much I have invested uh, in each one so that I can know what my asset allocation is. So I had to call Vanguard. What they told me was I had to go to the old version of the website to see how my money's invested. The digital advisor platform, which you're looking at right here, won't actually show me that. So again, a showstopper, maybe not, but it does raise the question, why exactly did Vanguard design it this way? That was my first concern. I couldn't figure out what, what, what my asset allocation was. Now, from that point though, I had another concern. When I was enrolling, as I mentioned, it, it walks through some questions and it recommended a 90-10 portfolio. During the enrollment, I could not figure out how I could change that asset, asset allocation. I mean, that might be Vanguard's recommendation, but maybe I want 100% stocks or 80-20. There was no way for me to figure it out. And once I got enrolled, as you see here, there's no obvious way to even see your asset allocation, let alone change it. So once again, I called up uh, Vanguard and walked through those questions. And here's what I learned. You have to go to what's called a, the profile section and the risk attitude, and I'll show you this. Uh, but you have to edit it. And here's what it looks like. You can see that I am, and I'll make this a little bigger if I can for you. I'm what Vanguard calls aggressive. And as a result, my current asset allocation right now is 90% stocks, 10% bonds. Now you see they have very conservative, conservative, moderate, aggressive, and very aggressive. We can look at these. If we pick very aggressive, I would be at 100% stocks for now. You'll notice that it changes over time. We'll come back to that. If I go on the other end, very conservative, the most conservative I can go is 65% stocks, 35% bonds. So my first question to Vanguard was, all right, are these my only options or can I tailor this to whatever I want? Answer, no, these are your only options. And because I was picked aggressive when enrolling, I can only move two places away from that. In other words, I can go to the right by one, very aggressive. I can go to moderate, that would be one, one move away. I can go to conservative, that would be two moves away. That's the only changes I can make. I can't go to very conservative. Now here you might be saying, well, Rob, why, why is that? 
I don't know, that's just the rule. Whatever your starting allocation is among those five, you can move it up to two places. <laughs> you can't go to that third. I don't know why. And so when talking to the rep, I said, well, goodness, I guess I should have started with moderate. That way I could have gone two to the right if I wanted to down the road or two to the left. And you know what he told me? No, you can't. Moderate's not actually available during the enrollment process. Again, I don't know why. That's just what he told me. I guess that's the rule. Now, the second problem I noticed was, yeah, I can change, make a change with that limit. I can only go two places left or right. But notice that over time, the stock bond allocation changes. They call that a glide path. You may be familiar with this if you've ever looked at a target date retirement fund. So with Vanguard, uh, their, their digital advisory service, whichever one you pick, it doesn't matter, over time, the asset allocation is going to change as you near retirement. My question to them was, I don't want it to change. I appreciate all the glide path effort you've put into this Vanguard. I just want 100% stocks and I'm fine with that. How do I set this up so it doesn't change? Answer, you can't. The changes happen whether you like it or not. Now, there are some significant implications for that. Let's go back to the glide path. And this will be true, with, again, whichever one you pick, eventually it's going to either start with bonds or even if you go with the very aggressive glide path, in my case, it's going to start adding bonds in a, you know, in a few years. And of course, it's going to get to become more and more. So what's the significance? Well, the first is Digital Advisor really isn't a great option for taxable accounts. Generally, you don't want these sorts of bonds in a taxable account if you can avoid it. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that right now, uh, Digital Advisor is really only for IRAs. It's just, you know, it's for retirement and IRAs uh, only. Now, some of you may be saying, okay, Rob, I get it, but that's okay. I want to save for retirement and, um, you know, I don't mind uh, the changing glide path. That kind of makes sense to me. Um, so maybe it's good for me. Actually, I don't think so. I think there's actually better alternatives, even if you're saving for retirement in an IRA and you like the idea of having your, your stock bond allocation change over time. Before I get to that better uh, alternative, I wanna show you a report from Morningstar. Here it is, the 2022 Robo Advisor Landscape. Uh, and uh, it's a very long report, 44 pages. I'll leave a link to it below the video. They actually named Digital Advisor their number one Robo Advisor, largely in, in, a big part of that was because of costs I suspect, I don't know this, but I wonder if the authors of this report actually used Digital Advisor before writing this report. Because again, on the surface, I thought Digital Advisor was a great option. But when I started to look at it and look at the issues with the technology, the very limited options in setting the asset allocation, the even more limited options once you set it and are enrolled, and you perhaps wanna make changes. The fact that the stock bond allocation changes on you, whether you like it or not, once I saw that, having used the tool, frankly, uh, it became a very quick fail. This is not a tool uh, that I would recommend. And before I get to the better alternatives, one last thing I wanna show you. You'll notice here, financial goals. Now, 
These numbers down here, I created this goal and just sort of made up the numbers. The only number that's not made up is my actual balance. But the point was, this is you know a goal for retirement. So you could set in here when you wanna retire. Uh, again, this is just a made up number, but you'd put in you know what you expected uh, to need to spend each, each year. And Vanguard will do the calculations. Now that seems pretty good, even if we completely ignore the fact that for whatever reason, it says unavailable in, in my goal. But keep in mind uh, the limitations. You cannot include in this goal assets held outside of digital advisors. So if you have a 401k at Fidelity or an account at Schwab, it's not gonna get factored into this goal. That's the first problem. The second problem is you see where it says add a goal? Well, you can't. Uh, and in fact, if you follow this link, you'll see why. Retirement is the only goal the digital advisor currently offers. And as you can see, even though it says add a goal, it, it, you can't. Now, over time, will that change? Maybe, uh, but for now, extremely limited. So I think there are better alternatives and I'd like to give you two of them. First of all, if you say, Rob, I'm really set on a robo-advisor, um, what do you think the best is? I currently believe that the best overall robo-advisor is Betterment. It's a little more expensive, 25 basis points plus the cost of the underlying ETFs. They're very inexpensive, but still it's a tad more expensive, but it has uh, a, a ton more features. It's great for IRAs or taxable accounts. In taxable accounts, it has tax loss harvesting. Vanguard doesn't, and it works, and I've used it. And so uh, if you want a robo-advisor, frankly, I think that's probably uh, the, the, the best option. If you say, no, I, I don't know that I want that, is there something, you know, maybe even at Vanguard that would be better than Digital Advisor? And I think, absolutely, you can actually just go with, and I'll show you this on the screen, a target date fund. And I'll show you what these look like. We've talked about them before on the show. Here's the, uh, the Vanguard page, <laughs> if their website will work. Here we go. A target date fund actually is very, very similar to Digital Advisor. Just like Digital Advisor, you start with an initial asset allocation. And just like Digital Advisor, there's a glide path where as you get closer and closer to retirement, uh, you end up with in more bonds uh, and fewer uh, uh, stocks. And they use the same underlying funds, U.S. stock fund, international stock fund, U.S. bond fund, international bond fund. And in terms of a starting allocation, you actually get more options with target date funds. You can pick them based on the year you plan to retire in five-year increments. But of course, you don't have to actually pick the one that corresponds to your retirement. You could actually go into the details of these funds and pick the one that has an asset allocation that you like best. And let me just show you an example. We'll use the 2050 fund. Now remember, digital advisor, how much? 15 basis points. What about uh, the target date funds? Don't know how well you can read it, just eight basis points, half the cost, and it's just as easy. You put your money in one fund and Vanguard does all the rest. So at the end of the day, frankly, Digital Advisor is nothing more than a target date fund in robo-advisor uh, clothing. So yeah, unfortunately I can't recommend it. I am gonna keep my account open for now. For one thing, I wanna see if that chart ever, <laughs> ever gets resolved and I see something other than just a gray box, but I'm also hoping that there are positive changes coming in the future. Now, I'm not optimistic. Why? In talking to the Vanguard rep, the one change he said is coming, they're going to add actively managed funds to Digital Advisor. To me, it's going in the opposite 
direction. So at the end of the day, I'm afraid Vanguard Digital Advisor gets a failing grade from me. I think the Vanguard Target Date Funds are a better option. If you want a robo-advisor, I think Betterment is a better option. So there you go. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. I'll be happy to help you out any way I can. And until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.